calling shuttle pod three. You're cleared for departure. Safe travels. Hello and welcome back to Shuttle Scuttle. We actually are still live from my studio here in Dublin, Ireland. Robbie's here with me. Uh, we uh, we actually had to send our takeaway that we mentioned in the last episode back to the chefs or back to the replicator. So we thought, uh, let's kill another 10 minutes more by uh, recording another episode. Because how often do we get to record live in person? Every never. 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 Every, every never. never. So, every uh, never. <laughs> um, well, one thing Robbie mentioned on last Shuttle Scuttle, which I thought we could riff off of, was we were talking about ships and animation and i thought that'd be actually interesting to talk about now obviously we know ships in animation and ships in live action they're all cgi right no one's built any ships they're not out there but i do think ships in animation are portrayed very differently um so if you look at like the ships that we're seeing in star trek discovery versus what we saw in lower decks and what we've seen in prodigy so far very very different but very interesting nonetheless like i loved well that I'll just share, I guess, my thoughts yeah, first, and then probably you riff off. Yeah. So, like, in terms of Lower Decks, obviously, um, we got to see some fan favorites, right, come back from the TNG era. We got to see that Starbase that had, like, the Andorian ships. We saw mm-hmm. the Vulcan ships. Mm-hmm. We saw new Starfleet ships, like the Parliament class, of course, mm-hmm. the California class. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was cool. And Prodigy, obviously, we've got the new Protostar. We might be approaching some spoiler territory there, um, by the way. So if you haven't seen it yet, you may want to consider saving this episode until you've caught up. But then, of course, we just talked on the last episode about season four of Star Trek Discovery, even season three, right? All these 32nd century ships. Um, But what I love is Lower Decks is grounding us in the TNG Voyager era. We've got season four of Discovery taking us to the future. And then we've got Prodigy giving us a brand new ship. But the context for it makes sense of why it's not something we've seen before. But, you know, CGI ships aside, think about animation specifically Mm -hmm. and thinking about the things that we can see with the ships. What, What are your thoughts? Well, I think one thing I'd like to talk about is the fact that despite Lower Decks and Prodigy being animated, there's a lot of similarities between the live action. So, for example, I feel like when you're watching a, a ship battle with Prodigy and mm-hmm. like, you know, when they escape and with Lower Decks, I mean, obviously there was a lot of awesome ship battles in Lower Decks. And I think that you never once think, okay, this is a cartoon, this is animated, like the stakes aren't really high. You know, the weapons, the ship battles, the 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 same effect and seriousness of it is conveyed. And yeah. what I like is it seems that the direction of the of the phasers, they go in there, they, they, they align to the live action shows um, when the weapons are fired. You know, the shields getting drained. I just really like the fact that they stick to the same thing that we see, we can expect in the previous live action. Yeah, like it doesn't look animated. It does not, no. Although what's really interesting is about like the Cerritos and the California classes, the first time we're seeing it is in Lower Decks, an animated show. But I do think for season two, it looked a little bit more realistic. Again, I'm not Mm -hmm. sure what they've done with the lighting, but it just looks more realistic. But what's interesting is that Hero Collector Mm -hmm. has finally put out their model of the Cerritos. But again, Cerritos that we've seen is animated but they've had to make what it looks like in live action but it's still got this animated flair to it it mm-hmm. looks really cool but it looks like star trek universe and just amazing um we haven't seen obviously the protostar outside of uh, uh outside of prodigy yet mm-hmm. but what are your thoughts on the protostar you know anytime star trek brings a ship or or the show and makes it in line with has like a super science fictiony feel yeah 
I love that because yeah. I love it going from anything cheesy to, to to that progression to being more like science science fiction. And the protostar to me, the first thing that I saw when the all the bridge lit up, yeah, was I, I thought it was something out of Ridley Scott. I thought it was just <laughs> this amazingly well crafted, very futuristic ship. And I was not actually surprised, even though I did not expect to see Janeway as the EM. What was, what was it? Uh, not emergency. Well, it was just a training hologram. Training, yeah, training yeah. hologram. So, but I was really, I liked it. I thought it was so cool to see. It has such a different feel. It feels yeah. very futuristic. Well, we still have a lot to learn about it. But what I right. love about it is there is a good story behind why it's in the Delta Quadrant. Right. Um, I don't think you've seen it. I haven't seen it either, but um, I haven't seen episode five yet. But there is a big reveal on why it's called the Protostar mm. and why it got to the Delta Quadrant, or at least there's a teaser I didn't even know it was it. in the Delta Quadrant. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, it's interesting, and it makes sense of why Janeway is, of course, the hologram on board. But what I love about it is it takes you know Star Trek and all the <laughs> things that we love about ship design and puts mm. us in this brand new ship, which looks very realistic and looks like it comes out of Star Trek and looks like it's in line with the, with you know being five years after Voyager, which it, which is what it is. Mm. But I love that it's got features that um, we look forward to seeing. Like, um, it's got pivoting nacelles. Right. Like, we've seen kind of the drive take off in the intros, but we haven't seen it in the episode mm-hmm. yet. Well, you haven't got to it yet, Robbie. But um, I also love that it's got landing struts and it can yeah. land. Yeah. So Code blue. Code, <laughs> Code blue. So I, I do love that it's taking influence from past Star Trek. And what's interesting is, you know, everyone's saying, like, Prodigy was made for for kids, but really, it's it's a show that is on Nickelodeon and aimed at children. But like, it's something that any Star Trek fan can love. Okay, so this is not necessarily Star Trek specific, but I would say that there are shows like Avatar: The Last Airbender uh-huh. that was a quote quote kids show. Yep, and I felt like that had some extremely adult and sure. grown up. I think I, the Clone I mean, Wars, yes, right? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, the Clone Wars, perfect example. Yeah. And I think that with Prodigy, I'm going to watch it no matter what because that's you know I want to know what's going on. But I was really surprised as to how I could see this evolving into a show where it's made for kids, but adults and people of all ages and, and different levels of Star Trek love will be able to appreciate it. Yeah. So yeah. I what agree. do you think of um the alien ship? Oh, God, the the name of the species is is um is escaping me, but um you know the main the main uh, baddie or so far we think that he's a baddie in prodigy. They've got that ship that cloaks and it took off from the planet. Like really cool design. Like I I don't know. I'm seeing kind of like it has like a Mass Effect feel. Mass Effect but also Borg. Like kind oh. of like I don't know if maybe they're wouldn't that be so amazing if prodigy like gave the whole like Borg um uh, backstory or like maybe this is a species that I don't know it just seems very boring or like like the Narada in right. um, in in Star Trek 2000 to 2009 Star Trek 2009 movie the Narada like that comes through and that looks all Borgified um, mm. we're not 100% sure I don't know yeah but I, I do love that we're seeing new ships although I do think there was a missed opportunity with that Kazon um, being in the, yes. the first episode yes. we didn't see a Kazon ship yes but I really you know I think Hopefully what they also do is they don't just... I I feel we're going to see some pretty intense ship battles in Prodigy. Yes. I'm hoping that we'll be able to see the insides of alien ships, not just from the outside and not just them firing. Um, I hope we get ship names. I hope we see different yeah. types of ships. I really hope it's very, um, you know, we, we know we've heard, if, and as everybody who's been longtime followers of the podcast, we know that there is challenges with 
people not as passionate about non-federation ships but we're yeah. hoping that with the new shows that they will give some um, service to that and what i love is like the phaser sounds when you hear um the protostars phaser go off it's like you know it's using the old yeah. sounds um i just uh, and even some of the consoles and like you just hear like the background noises like i do i do think that they're pulling that through and like us uh fans who've been you know fans a long time will pick up on them and and this is kind of going back to lower decks but one thing that you said that it just kind of popped in my head too is that I don't know what it is, but when I do watch the Cerritos in action, even though it's animated, I definitely feel like that episode in in Next Generation where it was a training exercise, and I believe the Ferengi came in, and it was the Enterprise versus like an older ship. Remember that episode? Oh, uh, remember? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you probably, probably remember. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but I just feel like they could have used the Cerritos as that old, dilapidated <laughs> ship with the, you know. Well, yeah. Yeah. And so I just, I really felt like... I don't know. I I just feel like the like the the creators of Lower Decks has done such a great job of making us feel like that the ship and everything in it and the in the cast and the show it's just as on the same level as a live action. Well, that's it. And I love that we're getting to see ships in from canon, you know, live mm-hmm. action mm-hmm. also in, like we got the animated board cube. We got the original, well, they got the constitution refit. Um, also in Prodigy, we saw uh, outlines when Janeway was talking about the Federation. We saw outlines of constitution. We saw the Defiant. Right. We saw galaxy right. class. We saw an intrepid class, of course. Um, well, the, uh, you know, Janeway is intrepid class. Um, right. So I, I love that. And I love that they show up on screen and I just have a little squeal moments as a, as a ship's fan. Uh, seeing them like ah there's a ship <laughs> I know and anytime I'm watching with someone I'm like ship and they they know like they look at me if I see if there's some kind of shiny but um Lots of cool stuff that I think animation can do, and maybe it's a little less um, budget cost than, you know, necessarily like these big Mm -hmm. live action shots that we get from Discovery. So, um, I don't know. Lots of cool stuff to come, and uh, can't wait to see all the ships that we get to see going forward in Prodigy and Lower Deck Season 3. So, um, what I'm hoping is because, you know, budget is a really good is a really good reason why we don't see certain things in the live action shows. So maybe they'll be able to do more in the animated shows. This is it. You know, yeah. that, with, with that fans want. So if there's something that you're passionate about, let us know and we'll tweet it to the uh, creators and maybe somebody, maybe somebody's <laughs> intern will be listening. Well, you know, let's just say that, uh, male person. let's just say I've made a few friends in, uh, in the Star Trek, you know, official field, who are are passionate about ships as well. Okay, pa- Marina Marina Sirtis thinking that you're a valet <laughs> does not count. No, 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 no. Well, we'll save that discussion for another time. Okay. But, um, well, uh, thanks so much for listening. We've got to get actually Robbie packed and out of character. We got to get Robbie packed because his flight's very early in the morning. But we wanted to get together and record a couple shuttle scuttles before he jetted out. It is always a pleasure to not only see my best friend in person, but be able to record our podcast in person. But thank you all for listening in and indulging us on our little uh, chat on the shuttle journey. Of course, you can get in touch with us via our website, shiptalkingpod.com. Send us an email, hello at shiptalkingpod. Give us a tweet. And of course, we really appreciate you checking out our benefits on Patreon. For less than the price of a coffee each month, you get some really great benefits, a lot of things in return for supporting us, and uh, it keeps the show going. So we really, really appreciate it. Go to patreon.com slash shiptalkingpod for details. Thanks again for listening and Robbie, safe journeys. Thank you, Brandon. And it was wonderful talking to you. Talk to you all later. We'll catch you all soon. Live long and prosper.